If you're really here to serve, you need just to learn a sales process you can feel good about so you can do more of that stuff because unless you've got 200 grand to spend, it's got to be you. It's not that hard, doesn't take that long, not that expensive. Just get that sales stuff down. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Kate. It's great to have you joining me today. Hi, Samantha. It is so good to be here talking to a fellow Australian at a very reasonable hour too. Weren't we both just laughing about that, saying we never do interviews at this normal time of the day because both of us generally work uh, in US time zone, so often are up very early. So I agree. I looked at my calendar and went, oh, this is a bit unusual to have an interview at this time. So fantastic celebrating absolutely i'm really excited to jump into this episode today you're a client attraction strategist and you work with people who think they hate selling now i just love that right before we even start who think they hate selling but before we dive in why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and who you work with so yeah you're absolutely right i work with people who think they hate selling. I love working with people who have got something really valuable to offer. They feel it in themselves, even if they don't always have confidence. They just, they feel like they're drawn towards starting this business and having this great idea. And they're usually pretty smart, switched on, cluey people, but they think they hate sales. And they're like, I just hate sales. Uh, I wish I didn't have to do it. I just want people to say yes without having to sell. Mm. And you know, and I get that. And it, it, I know it's also quite hard when you start your business. So we'll get into all of that. I can definitely relate. Um, but what I find is that these people get good at sales very quickly. And what happens is that breakthrough happens mm. where they are then working with more people, having that impact that they're looking to have, making that money that they deserve to make. So mm. That's what I do. I help people attract clients through video, getting their messaging right. I love LinkedIn as a major platform because it's not tapped out like other platforms. And, of course, I help them with their sales while holding their hand all the way. Love it. How did you get to be doing what you're doing? What's your background? Uh, So it's a bit of a meandering story, but Mm. briefly I wanted to be on stage, went for NIDA, our biggest school in Australia, Mm -hmm. got down to the last cut, missed out, fell into a sales job. And I'm like, sales. Really, it's a little bit different tonight. Oh, it's so different for a creative person. A lot of uh-huh. creative people hate selling as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I was, but I tried my best because I always try my best, and I did okay until I got amazing, life changing sales and mindset mentoring, which I really threw myself into. And within a month or something, I rose to be top in Victoria, and then sometimes top in Australia. They promoted me to be Victorian State Sales Manager. I was the youngest and only female manager in the company. Then I moved to Sydney, was apparently one of Australia's best recruitment agents, or potentially the best from the money and stuff I earned. And then I fell into, sang at a party and got a break to become a professional singer. Oh, that's so awesome. So that was cool. And I did that for literally 10 years full-time. Did up to nine gigs a week and travelling around the world, uh, mainly in Australia. 
but I really wanted to do something different and I didn't know what to do. I was actually really pretty stuck. I studied counselling at university. I loved helping people. Didn't want to go back to corporate. So I prayed for my next step. I'm like, universe, please help me out. I, you know, I need to do something different. Show me what. And within a couple of days, one of my best friends who owns a marketing agency, really smart, switched on, great entrepreneur. She'd spent like five, $6,000 on a launch. No one was signing up. I think she mm. had 22 sales calls. And was, I know no one like it just knows. And she's like, Kate, I hate sales. Wish I didn't have to do it. You used to be really good at sales. Can you please help? So, of course, started training her. She got results super quickly. And it was just a revelation to me that, you know, I would have thought she'd be so good at sales. And, of course, she was in the end. It mm-hmm. wasn't behavior mm-hmm. sales. She just had never had any training. And that's when I rec- realized there's so many people, especially coaches and consultants, really good in their area, but they expect to be really good at this key part of their business without having any training or they might know certain things, but they don't do any of it. Mm. They haven't had the handholding tailored to their business. And so that's when I launched my business. And, um, and and what I love about sales in particular is if they've got the rest of their business happening, okay, it's, it's, it happens quite, you know, success can happen quite quickly. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I love. Love that. Such a cool story. And I love hearing people's stories of how they got there. So thanks for sharing that. But it made me think of a conversation that I was having with a mentor. It was years and years ago. And we were talking about, you know, that you come back to work in January after a couple of weeks off. And here in Australia, it's summer and, you know, we're at the beach and we have to sort of head back into the office. And it was like, oh, hey, this time of year, like, it's just like, Ugh. and he's like, here's the thing. If you make some sales, I'll bet you get your mojo back. And it was like this massive, like, ding that went in my, my head. It was like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's actually what I don't want. It's not the work that I don't like. It's that I just need to bring on some new clients. And it's always stuck with me. Whenever I lose some mojo, it's like, I just need to make some sales because it's like there's a huge energy shift because when you have those sales coming in, you don't have that needy energy. It's palpable. People know when you're being needy. Yeah, totally. And it just reminds you of what you know why you do what you do I mean Mm. clients are why we do what we do if you've got a bit of a drought and you're not working with people it's of course you're gonna you know not find your mojo but the minute you've got sales rolling in you've got new clients you're working with people you're doing what you're meant to be doing Uh, it's still a bit of a you know that great cycle which happens so yeah absolutely best way to get re-motivated everyone is just to get out there and make a few sales and you'll be like back on top of the world again Totally. Let's talk about our messaging because this comes just before the sales. And I know this is something you talk about and you've got a framework for sales messaging. I think that people don't understand the importance of the messaging to attract the right people. Can you take us through this framework and and even maybe like a bit of backstory or context as to how you came up with this? Sure. Um, So, The way I like to look at messaging is it's super important because especially as a coach or consultant, it's like your vehicle and you are pulling up to your ideal client or your new prospective client in your vehicle and you're going, hey, come along with me. Let's go on this journey together. I know where you are. You're somewhere a bit dark and rainy and it's cold Mm. and I know where you want to go and it's sunny and it's warm and it's delicious and it's not just anywhere it's a special place and I know how to get there jump on board 
right? So that's uh, what your messaging kind of does and it gets people to that next step. But uh, what I find people do is they make some mistakes um, and a good way to think about that is it's like pulling up in this black cab to nowhere, right? So you're pulling up this what I call the black cab to nowhere and the C in cab stands for clever. So I work with a lot of, you know, pretty smart cookies and um, they can oftentimes get a little bit clever and philosophical when it comes to their messaging. Mm. So, you know, right, and it can be so cool and I love poetry and I love, you know, metaphors, but the fact is... If uh, people can't understand it straight away, we've got the attention span of goldfish. People just bounce off. Mm. So I find yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, I talk to a lot of people about this and say, I know that both of us work with a lot of creatives and I say I don't want to, you know, dampen your creativity. There's plenty of places to use it. Your tagline or your messaging is not one of them. Thank you. Love it, Samantha. That is Absolutely so true because until people have invested some time with you and they know you more, they're not going to want to spend that time. It's just not what we do right now. Mm -hmm. So it has to be um, not that and easy enough that a a 12-year-old can understand it. Mm. The A stands for all about me. And that's what a lot of people do. They make it, you know, like you might have this course where you've done 12 hours of video, right, which is amazing, you're so proud of. But if your ideal client is super busy, they're not going to want to hear, it's going to seem like actually a really bad thing to them to have to watch 12 hours of video. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you really understand who you're talking to, not be talking about stuff that is great for you, but it's it makes sense for them. Uh, and another good example of this is your LinkedIn profile, making it like a CV. That's all about you. It's mm. not what you want to do. Uh, and the B stands for broad. A lot of us coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs in general, we hate being pigeonholed. We're like, but hey, I really can help everybody. And, you know, um, what about all these other people that I'm going to miss out on? And we just don't like it. I think because mm-hmm. we're a lot of us, we like to think big and, you know, we don't like being put in a little pigeonhole. But the fact is, when I read messaging from people, if the minute it doesn't, it speaks to another whole demographic, I know I'm always looking at it from the client's perspective, I bounce off. I'm like, mm. that's not for me. It doesn't matter if it's kind of really even one thing that's for a whole other demographic, you know, it loses you. You mm. need to take them, get them in the vehicle and then keep on driving. If uh, you don't want to keep on stop start, otherwise they just jump out and that'll be it, right? So you don't want to pull up in your black cap to nowhere. What you want to do is, if you can, is you want to call in the SAS. So the SAS is not just your car, it's a plane, it's a professional, it's going to get them there super fast. Um, So the S stands for specific. So the more specific you can be, the better. And that means using people's actual terminology, the words they use when they're talking about that dark, cold, rainy place they're in right now. What are the words that they use when they're talking about that place they want to get to, their urgent wants, you know, what Mm -hmm. is it like and how can you um, paint that picture in their words? Mm -hmm. That's going to supercharge your messaging. Um, The A stands for all about them. It's really interesting. The more I work with people, around the kind of four to six week mark, all of a sudden something changes in their head mm-hmm. and they start seeing everything from the client's perspective. Mm-hmm. That's my superpower. Everyone picks that up, like mm-hmm. in themselves. And 
their offers become stronger, their videos become stronger, their messaging gets really tight because they are making it all about them. And that really is one of the core things at the heart of sales. Mm-hmm. It's really all about them, you know. And then the S stands for secrets. So secrets are incredibly powerful and what you're really looking for is, well, one of the best ways to come up with your messaging, of course, is doing client interviews. Mm-hmm asking those questions to your ideal clients. And what you're listening for is when someone says, you know, I shouldn't really say this, but, or I shouldn't really want this, but that's, those things are gold. Like for instance, I used to work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs. And Mm -hmm. if, um, if you've got someone who is a spiritual entrepreneur and she says, you know what, I shouldn't really say this, but I really want a shitload of money. Oh, yes. That's actually, you know, what's really cool about that? Someone that's actually admitting it because there's so many people that are even too ashamed to admit that. Yes, yes, exactly, Samantha. And then you're like, yeah, that's cool. So, you know, so why do you want a shitload of money? And they're like, oh, so, you know, I can buy all those gorgeous $800 dresses on Goop and um, support my favourite charity and eat organic every day of the week and buy my parents a home and and they're, and they're just lit up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. If you say, if your ideal clients are spiritual entrepreneurs, for instance, mm-hmm. and you talk about them making a lot of money, what's it going to do? It's going to put Turn them, them away, yeah. Completely put them off. Mm-hmm. But if you talk about, in their terminology, about creating abundance so that they can go, you know, shopping on, on the Goop website so they can support their favourite charity, so they can buy their parents a home, all of a sudden, you've not just spoken to their heads, you're, you've reached their heart. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that's where those secrets can be so, so powerful. So, yeah, just remember, don't, you don't want to call, call, you know, get people to come on your black cab to nowhere. You want to call in the SAS. Uh, and, yeah, that sh- should supercharge your messaging and make people just want to take that next step with you, whatever that next step is, which, of course, needs to be clear. Love it, love it, love it. So once we've got our SAS vehicle coming in and collecting our ideal clients, the ones that we really love to work with, the ones that light us up, where's that? Because obviously we've picked them up, but there's got to be this point where we actually go through the sales process to get them to actually sign up. And this is where so many people get tripped up. They're like, they get caught up in the, oh my God, yes, I want that. And I do want to create impact. And it is about helping people. And then all of a sudden they're on a call with someone that gets to that point where they have to go, all right, and ask for money or ask them to sign up. And it's so, and so many people I know would feel this, you know, I've had this great conversation and all of a sudden it gets super awkward. How do you transition into that sales process and how do you love it? How do you learn to love it? Great question. I think you really learn to love it when the more you've worked with your ideal client and you've built your whole offer around them and then you have asked all the questions so that they are they're so there when you're you've got a really great sales process that's super about them they feel supported they're having ahas along the way and they're so there you feel it it's kind of like a lot of the time you know they'll ask you how 
to move forward. Mm. That's a perfect world, right? Um, other times they're going to have resistance and stuff come up, which you'll, you know, there's ways to get around that in a, in a really way that's supportive for them again. But look, what I would say is helpful to start with, if that's kind of resonating with your listeners and they get to that point and get super awkward, is just a very simple tip is to know which clothes you want to use. Like for me, I, I teach people about six different really cool, awesome, easy clothes. And you just practice it again, 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 even 10 or 15 times before the call, which should take you literally about mm, a minute and a half, not even that. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. yeah, totally. You know, it's so easy to do. It take you a minute and a half of your time. And so what happens is your brain doesn't, it's funny, you can be as nervous as you like and be as desperate for the sale as you like, but you'll ask the sale in this really easy throwaway voice because that's how you practiced it. Mm. That will help you. So make sure that you're practicing any of your awkward things. You don't, what we want often do when things are awkward or we don't really want to go there is we put them off and we hope they'll go away mm -hmm. and we just wing it. Yeah. And then we're like, you know, then you get to the sale part to, you know, ask for the sale and you're like, oh, and, you know, or some people will avoid it altogether. And mm -hmm. if they haven't, if they don't see that they're completely on board, they're not reacting how you would react, if, you know, if you were really interested, they don't ask for sale at all. Mm. Do you know I've been in business 30 years and I have never, ever, ever once heard someone say practice that practice that close or practice that that transition. Never heard that. That is gold and makes so much sense because the things that we don't like talking about are the things that we don't often say out loud. And, and it's just, it's just like a light bulb's gone off in my head. That's the bit, that's why we trip over it. Right. Because yeah. we hold it in. Yep. The other thing that's great to practice is, um, is saying the amount of money that you want. You know, what can be really helpful to Samantha that is uh, if your fees are going up or you're not comfortable with the amount of money, start walking around for a day saying it's double. The uh -huh. right? Yeah. Just walk around saying, you know, oh, my, my offer is, you know, what, 12 grand, whatever it might be, and just say it so many times in, in a really non-threatening situation. So, And what happens is, again, we're tricking our brain in a way, and so when you actually say the, it's like, my offer is only this, and it's like it's so cheap. And when you feel like it's so cheap, what happens, of course, is they, they're like, wow, that's pretty good. That's really good. Mm. You know, yeah, whereas if you are feeling like this is like quite a lot of money, you need to change your own mindset before you get in there. And there are such simple ways to do it. Yeah, most of the stuff I teach, like, is super simple. I don't kind of regurgitate a lot of other people's strategies and stuff because um, there's easier, quicker ways to do things and uh, that does work, you know, nice and easily and can help you get there a little bit faster. But practising uh, is such a simple thing to do and anyone, you know, today, Hopefully, if you've got a sales call, just even practice that and hopefully that should really help you and let me know if uh, if it does. It's very cool because as a singer, you would know you would practice things. I'm an ex-dancer, so we used to word, use the word ad nauseum all the time. You practice it ad nauseum. You just practice it over and over and over and over. So it makes total sense because you get to a point where it just happens and I guess martial arts is the same you do it so that it's just like muscle memory. It just happens. It just flows. That's the beauty of being able to offer people 
you know, a position to work with you. Because really we talk about sales, but really what we're doing is taking away someone's problem or helping them to, to take away their problem and say, hey, calm, let's, let's you know, do this thing. So practicing to do that just makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, and it's simple to do. And, you know, you just don't want to trip yourself up there. Why trip yourself up? If you've done a great job all the rest of the time, don't make it hard for yourself. Just practice so it just fall, you know, falls off the tongue really naturally. Practice saying it with a really open throat. A lot of the time we go, ee. Mm. Again, you've done all of this wonderful work where you've probably put out some content and, or, you know, you've had someone refer them and you've attracted this wonderful, perfect person and they're probably vibing on it and then you get to that point and you can lose them just over something so so small. So, yeah, just, um, you know, if you know that's a problem for you, let's address it today. Spend a couple of minutes now and before each of your sales calls, very simple to do and practice it just falling off the tongue, you know, even something sim- so simple like would you like to go ahead, you know, so um, mm. is that resonating? Would you like to go ahead? Is that mm-hmm. resonating? Would you like to go ahead? Just in front of the mirror even, a couple of minutes, that's it. I mean, I teach some um, wonderful closes that help them to close themselves. It's still very simple. But even if you just practice that one little super simple question, that should really, you know, it just should help you get over that little awkward time. I love that. That's so cool. So in the sales process, do you have a set process as in let's follow this exactly or do you prefer to help people come up with something that feels more unique to them so I guess the question is cookie cutter or unique to them great question it's a mix of both right there are some things that work across the board once you really know how people are and sales really is psychology in Mm -hmm. so many ways so people are people and then what, but what you need to do is then you need to use those strategies that work, you know, across the board and tailor them specifically to the person and to the business. And that's why I believe personally that sales training can't just be ad hoc, you know, to everybody and just, you know, you sell a course and then people do it by themselves. They won't, they won't do it. They won't get the result. Um, I really believe that it needs to be tailored and Mm -hmm. sales especially, they need more handholding just till they get it right. And then they get a few runs on the board and they're like, Oh, this works. (laughs) That wasn't so hard. I can do that. I'm getting good. I'm actually pretty good at this. This is kind of fun. That's what happens, um, you know, but to get them to that point, you need to hold their hand till they give it a go a few times, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, incredibly important. Now, having, having said that, there are certain strategies, yeah, that you can teach and that's basically I, I'll teach some strategies and then I tailor them to the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, in your sales conversation, it's always going to be a little bit different, de- you know, depending on the person in the industry. So I, I tailor everything to the people and also to their strengths a little bit. Not to say I don't make people go into their resistance on, a, like I know when people are hiding, you know, certain people just, you know, they will hate this part or this part and I'll be like, that's the part I want to see you and let's practice it, let's get that happening um, because that's where their breakthrough is. You can't just not change or just do the good bits and for everybody it's a little bit different where they've got resistance but I'm very good at picking up when people are, are trying to do a little bit of this. I'm, I'm just going to hide away here right now. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, that's all great and stuff. And then they, you know, then they'll just try and skip over that part or whatever. But it's not about that. It's 
you know, it's one of the best things it's about being an entrepreneur is leaning into the hard bits and then overcoming them and then reclaiming the power that's held there from all of this that you're doing, pushing things down or pushing them back or pushing them away. It's about setting that power free so you've got more of yourself to bring to the world. Mm, love that. So once we've um, actually what I'd love to do is sort of have a big picture overview of what a sales conversation would look like. Sure. Um, so initially, and look, this is, again, it's a little bit cookie cutter because, you know, so I'll just give you the broad uh-huh. strategy. Um, but, yeah, what I think is really helpful is, you know, you sit down with them, tiny bit of small talk. I think it's great if you give them a couple of sentences on how you got to be in front of them. It just sets you up as an authority and gives Usually when people talk about how they started, they're kind of, you know, lit up. So people can feel your own passion for why you do what you do and why you work with the people you work with. Mm-hmm. Okay, So immediately that sets them in a good frame of mind. I think then what's really great to do is to let people know that, you know, you're going to have a chat and if it's not resonating or if it's not for them, that you can cut the conversation short because you know how important their time is to them and you'll give them some resources and, and that will mm-hmm, be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something along those lines, which it just tells people that your time is also important to you. Yep. You're not, you're not going to talk them into anything, right? It also takes it away from them a little bit, saying that, you know, if you're not invested in this or if you don't want to go ahead, it's so fine. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you can walk at any time. Because what happens, again, from a sales psychology perspective is anytime you take it away from them a little bit or let them know that that's <laughs> Yeah, they kind of, they're like, okay, I'm. I, I'm the right person. Yes. I want to know. Yeah. I need to win this. Tell yeah. me more. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that you get that happening instead of you, they, they start to almost sell you and that can be brilliant. Then you just want to ask a whole lot of amazing, very pertinent questions that just help you get to the bottom of really what's going on for them. That's really your, your job is to get to a clear, empowered yes or no. Mm-hmm. That is it. You know, uh, if they're like, oh, yeah, I would, but I've got all this crap coming up, fears, not not crap. I mean, we all have crap. Well, most of our fears are crap. Um, <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> That's very true. Um, and, gosh, don't you experience a ton of those as an entrepreneur? Oh, my God, uh-huh. that stuff is just um, it's a great way to get aware of, of your own fears and mindset bullshit that yeah. needs to be turned around. Hey? Totally. Yeah. Um, So you need to make it a safe place for them to talk about all of that stuff, to get underneath it and to actually be real about certain things. And then give, then you give them the offer, which is the easiest part. You you make sure you, you, sorry, just one quick step before that, just ask them if it's okay, if you share the offer with them, that you think that you might have something that's going to really help them. Mm -hmm. And you want to hear a hell yes. Mm -hmm. Right. If they're like, yeah, then you just, it's like, you want to just say to them, but I don't have to. Um, in fact, you know, if this really isn't resonating, it's absolutely fine. We'll just leave the conversation here. Mm-hmm. And then again, you watch them kind of come around and go, no, 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 I do want to hear the offer. I was just thinking, and but you want to hear it. Yes, I want to hear the offer. Then you go through the offer and then um, as you're hearing the buying signals and so on, then simply ask the sale, then get a little deposit, uh, which mm-hmm. I've got a you know, little process I, I teach to make that super easy and simple. But, yeah, that's, so that's basically the that's it in a nutshell. Those questions are super important. Like I work with a lot of introverts as well mm-hmm. and introverts who say I can't sell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a limiting belief and such a 
such a lie. Let's just call that out. It's such yeah. a lie. Total. I call BS too, Samantha. Like out of the two best salespeople I know, one of them is a self-confessed introvert. She's about five foot three. She looks about 19 years old. She speaks really quietly, but she sells like 20 plus thousand dollar programs. Like she's just taking a stroll around the park. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Always got to look out for the little ones. <laughs> yeah, so the little ones are a killer. Uh, <laughs> so the thing is with introverts uh, and people, you know, artists and people who are sensitive, I'm actually meant to be an introvert, although I love talking once you get me started, but I'm probably happy, happiest at home with a cup of tea and a good book. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but the thing about introverts and creative people and empaths and all that stuff is they're very good at, you know, kind of reading people. They're mm. great at yeah, listening, reading energy, seeing when people are not quite telling the truth to themselves or, you know, glossing over something again that they can oftentimes see that and say, hey, you know, could you mind if we just come back yeah. here? Feeling is, you know, this. And that's what can really help those clients have these big breakthroughs. So you're giving them so much value on the sales call, even if they don't go ahead with you. But usually when they have a breakthrough, they are so, you know, you've connected on that deeper level and it makes that yes so much easier. Mm, yeah, I love that. And and totally, totally agree because it's those things, it's those little nuances where you see and you're like, hmm, let's just dive into that for a second. Um, and that's where the gold is. So totally agree with that. Now you were talking before about closing questions or or moving into that sale and I believe you've got a resource for that can you just share a little bit about what that is sure um so it's a really simple easy questions to ask um you can just pop into your sales process practice them and what they do is they help the person you're speaking to to kind of sell themselves and it just works an absolute treat super simple to use I get feedback me you know, people just emailing me all the time going wow that was simple and that works that's you know super cool a lot of the best things are simple it doesn't have to be complicated so yeah everyone's so welcome to get that I don't love emailing so you're not going to get a 50 million emails from me and I do love giving value so people usually love my emails and um, I am on the other side of it anytime you've got a question or um, if something works and stuff just reach out let me know I'd love to hear from you you are so welcome if you have a bit of a problem with clothes Closing, just download that and and use that. Uh, I think you'll find it really useful. Beautiful, and as always, we'll put those that link in the show notes so you can go and grab that to uh, to get your three easy closing questions. Before we wrap up, Kate, what is the one thing that you want to leave our listeners with today around sales? Just this: if you are worried about being salesy, if you're fearful about rejection. If you're not selling because you just think you're not good at it and you're not applying yourself, what I want to say is you're making it all about you. And if you're really here to serve, you need to forget all of that and apply yourself in whichever way you can so that you can help people to say yes to themselves, yes to you, so you can do more of what you came here to do. I understand I've been there myself. It's different when you've got your own business. We mm. all have that. But if you're really here to serve, you need just to just to learn a, a sales process you can feel good about so you can do more of that stuff because unless you've got 200 grand to spend, it's got to be you. It's not that hard. doesn't take that long, not that expensive. Just get that sales stuff down. Um, that's what I'd like to say. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. There's so much gold in this episode. Thank you for sharing all of that value today with us, Kate. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Awesome chatting with you, Samantha. Thanks, everyone. Lots of love. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.